we all have mistakes and things that go wrong and they will happen. They can happen. And sometimes when you prepare and prepare and prepare, it will still happen. Yeah. And don't let it crush you. Don't let it crush you, man. Yeah. That's it. What's going on, everybody? I am Joey Nicotra here on another episode of the RCC, the Rough Cut Club, with my co-host, Mr. Shane Reitzamer. What's going on, brother? Hey, man. Good to be here. Good to be seen. How you doing today? I am doing great. I um, finished my taxes this week three months early, so I'm feeling quite serendipitous. I am behind, so I'm a little uh, jealous and envious yes, of you. Yes, I'm pretty stoked to be three months ahead of my taxes. Yeah. So yeah, well, I did accomplish something as well. I uh, I've got these huge stack of rocks outside of my house that's been sitting there for a year. Okay, and probably the last time you've been over to the house, you yep. saw it. A bunch of sandstone rocks, and uh, they needed to get laid out in the uh, the backyard patio, and I finally did it. It only took. 10 hours over one weekend, but you put it off for, you know, a whole year. So I felt really accomplished, but I also had to get adjusted after that because I'm 38 <laughs> and my back was destroyed. Stuff that is easy to do is also easy not to do. And sometimes you put off yard house stuff for a year and I'm glad that you got it done. Or taxes. Or taxes. And Preach. Hopefully you don't put those off for a year. But <laughs> um, anyway, we got um, an exciting episode today. We're going to be going through some of the hard lessons that we have learned in our filmmaking careers, um, some things that were not fun to learn on set, but hopefully you'll be able to take uh, some information away from so that you don't make some of the same mistakes that we did and that you'll be better prepared than us. So I feel like this is a painful podcast day because it's like reliving a lot of the trauma that we had to go the through. Pain podcast. The I like pain that. <laughs> podcast. But I'm also excited because... Yeah. You know, like we've said in, uh, I guess, the first episode that we did, man, learning from other people's mistakes or or mentors really will help you level up your game. So definitely, so hopefully, us sharing these stories of hard knocks uh, will yeah help other people help. avoid exactly some of these things. So so what is what is a painful story or a painful lesson that you've yeah. had to learn that could help save somebody else? Oh, where do I start? Uh, I think we're just gonna have to rapid fire back and forth, brother, because I got yeah, I got so many, many and I don't want to talk too all many day. wounds. You don't so you just you just cut me on. off after I tell one. But, okay, <laughs> uh, man, I so this one, you know, there's there's minor little things, but I think all these things matter, right? And I'll, I'll go back to a, a somewhat recent project because we're always learning on set, and uh, it was a a, a feature film. And I was the mm. uh, uh, gimbal op, first AC gimbal op on the project, and um, we get to—I got to do a, a like a minute and a half oneer, okay? In this in this scene, it's a ballroom scene actually. It's for the uh, feature film Washington's Armor that you ended up being the DP on down the road, and uh, so I've got this gear rented out from uh, a friend of mine in in Denton, um, Texas, and I've rented his gear several times. Um, but this time, uh, a producer who will remain nameless, <laughs> uh, we discussed, you know, renting out gear for the project. And uh, and I agreed. I was like, yeah, we can piecemeal it, right? We can piecemeal it. So I'm going to get the Movi from uh, this person and the uh, ready rig. Uh, we'll pull this person's um, 
uh, focus uh, control. We'll pull this person's wireless, and we'll put this rig together on set. Never a good idea. Always do a prep mm-hmm. day. And so here we are on set, and we did have prep days, and um, but some of the pieces weren't there yet because some of those filmmakers were still coming in, and you know the right. DP cam team was in, but we were renting from a crew member who was coming in later. So we rig out the camera, and you know, you, of course, you always troubleshoot like piecing stuff together, right? And you're like, okay, well, this does this part doesn't work this this way. We get everything put together how we think it will be a great execution on the day, and we actually did a prep day before rehearsal, right? So we're walking through this one and the gear starts malfunctioning on the rehearsal. And so I have to sit the gear down and walk through with the director. And just set the context for like how many people are on set waiting for you at this moment. Yeah. So while this was the rehearsal, it gets worse the next day, but the rehearsal, there's still probably about, I don't know, 20, 25 to 30 actors in in the room, in the small studio. We've got the crew of, you know, for the rehearsal, Maybe twelve people. It was it was, you know, maybe eight. Just it was, keys, yeah. Yeah, just keys. And I'm gonna walk through with the camera, the gimbal, get get the moves down. It's wigging out, and I can't. I don't have time to fix it. Mm. And I go, Hey, well, let me walk through with my iPhone just so I can see the shot. Because what do you do? You're out of time. Everybody's looking at you, going, Hey, we we need to do this rehearsal. There's forty people waiting on you. And movies are notorious for going down right before you're about to start rolling. Love-hate relationship. So, and it's a lot of times it's the operator, it's experience. And at this time, I had done three, four big projects as a as a movie operator. But again, I didn't own any of my own gear, and I was piecing it all together. You know, but that's still it's still on all on me. Right. As the operator, I I have to know my stuff. And right. So I I walk around with the iPhone right with the director, which she was. Tammy Lane is awesome, and she was very forgiving of it all, and she was happy to just see that I was visually understanding the movement, right? But it, for, for rehearsal, I'm zero practice on this. Yeah. So fast forward, next day, big show time. We get, I, I stay up late that night, and I get the things handled, I thought, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm good to go tomorrow. Let's go. So next day, there's a lot of sh- shots up first um, in the ballroom. Uh, before we get to my big dance, man, my big gimbal dance that I'm so excited mm-hmm. about and I'm feeling confident about again because the gimbal's up and working. And so I'll, about 30 minutes up, since I was the first AC as well, we sub in the second AC to shoot some insert shots with the DP at the time was James Burgess. And I go to prep the uh, gimbal and bring her in, right? Strap in. I go over there and it's doing the same thing. And what the issue was, was the follow focus uh, stopped working. And so we're, it, it's like malfunctioning. It won't turn at all. One of the, It's like the communication's gone, but they're both still on. We're like, what the heck? So I'm, I'm 30 minutes to tell showtime, okay? And now we've got 40 actors in there. We've got about 30 uh, crew member, right? The whole world is sitting there watching you, and I'm outside, so everybody's inside the studio. I'm outside with uh, another uh, assistant camera guy helping me. They didn't know anything about it, but they were helping me, you know, stay calm. Uh, bro, we were praying over the gear at the, by the end of it. So we're trying to fix this thing, and, uh, you know, I'm calling my friend in Denton and saying, hey, uh, you know, it's, it's not and your gimbal. I don't gimbal. think that praying over the gear was a joke. Like, I think actual mm. crew members came and laid hands on it and said, like, may these tech problems be gone. Be gone. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we called Denton, and, and, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's not my 
piece, but I, you know, I have a similar thing. Like, try, have you tried this? Tried this, you know? And, and so like my call, you know, my one phone call to help can't help me, which I didn't blame him. It's not his stuff. Right. And the person on set whose gear it was, they were like, I don't know. Like, I just bought this thing and like, it should work. And, uh, we get down to it now. Now we're 20 minutes behind. AD keeps checking on me. Hey, we're ready. Like, I, I really don't have anything else to shoot. I got 40 people. I got 80 people waiting. And so finally, uh, you know, I, you kind of have that like moment of everything just crashes around you and you're just like, I failed. Mm-hmm. This is it. I'm done. Like, I can't. You know, and you're just like, do I just walk off set now while nobody's watching? Go get in my car and drive home crying the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, no, you, you problem solve. So thankfully, director comes out right now. You're in trouble. If the AD steps out three or four times, you're already in trouble. Now the yeah. director steps out and the DP steps out. And I'm like, oh, man, OK, here we go. I'm going to get fired. I better just go home. <laughs> And they're like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, well, the follow focus isn't working, and I can't figure it out. And we've tried all these things. I mean, we were plugging it in, doing software resets. We were doing everything, man. I mean, kick it in the air, you know, yeah. throw it on the ground, spit on it, pray on it, all of this stuff. <laughs> and it's not working. And so uh, James is awesome, and he just goes, well, let's just lock in the, the focus, uh, shoot at a higher aperture, and let's knock this out. And I'm like... Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, big, big sigh of relief. So here's the hard knock. And it, the shot ended up being awesome. And, you know, I don't want to. You kept it in focus, too. I kept it in focus because the focus didn't change. I yeah. had to stay. You monitor you know, your distance. Exactly. Yeah. So then it was a dance. And we, it was there is a dance in this right. scene as well. And, and, you know, if you, you are a DPI, you're going to notice. You're like, oh, it's interesting. They're not shooting as, you know, shallow as you would think. It's, you know, a little more focused depth because they were giving me a little grace to, hey, I got to stay three feet, three mm-hmm. feet from my target. And I got to weave in between all these people. One of my favorite shots in the film, maybe selfishly because I, I got to shoot it. And it's this horror story of me remembering that. But I would say the hard knock lesson that I learned is always know your gear. Yeah. Be the expert with your gear. Um, before I've had a Movi tech with me, right? So if you're not the expert, have an expert on set that can help you troubleshoot those things. And it was all on me. It was all on my shoulders. I was the only one who knew how to do any of that. And, and what we were up against was actually an improper wiring on a, uh, D tap, um, box that didn't have the left and right. Like it didn't have the the safety guard on it. Uh So basically we fried because we pl- we we messed up the polarization on the on the plug and we fried the the follow focus, which Jeez. then costs money as well. To yeah. you know, painful lesson to learn. But you go know your gear, yeah, right, and prep and and get everything set up. But also know how to troubleshoot on yeah. set, and that's one of the biggest things that comes with the experience, right? But uh, I would say um, know your gear. I wouldn't piecemeal stuff together if you can. You know, you don't always own everything, but if you've got a rent from a rental house. Go train with that gear, have an expert on set with you, or be the expert, right? Yeah. And in that case, you know, I felt not, not like I was an expert, but I didn't know how to troubleshoot that. And, and you know, again, that was a, a, a mistake that we made as an operator um, that hopefully other people can avoid. Also, don't plug a D-tap. If it doesn't have the safety guards, don't plug the D-tap in multiple ways, which I don't... Yeah. We were we didn't troubleshoot that, but I think we just got crossed up, pulling it off, pulling it back on, and we fried the unit. Yeah. Well, we had on on uh, later on in that same feature film, we had done a different camera package rental, 
and we were having issues getting w- with the cameras just powering off like right in the middle of the shot mm. and at this particular rental house they had given us a uh, a camera where one of the pins where the battery connects in the back was was messed up and not making proper contact with the module and so we had tested it in the place but we hadn't tested all 16 batteries to see if they were all compatible. And so one of the things that I learned was that even when you're prepping gear, especially with batteries, I test every single battery that goes on my camera. When I'm renting 16 bricks, I'm putting all 16 in there and I'm making sure that all 16 work before I leave the rental house. Because when you're on set and you find out that you only have three that are making proper contact, you know, you're con- and you have multiple cameras that are playing, your confidence level goes way down, you're swapping bricks, you know, and we were an hour and a half away from the rental shop. And so definitely, definitely got to prep your gear, check everything, format cards, shoot clips, reformat cards. You know, we've had, I've had media go down. Um, and that's worst case scenario out of all of them. If you got a, uh, you know, a media card that gets fried, um, you know, make sure that you can import footage from that thing before, if you're renting a card before you get on set, you know, these are all, all things that can go wrong that you don't expect to happen, but when they do, and there's, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars riding on the production, then, you know, that's an expensive mistake to make. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I guess going way back in career and like, so those were some high stakes that we learned, right? Like you said, million dollar projects and, and, uh, man, talk about the, you feel the weight of the world on you and you're like, it's a, it's a tech thing, you know? And it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta be smarter than the tech. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, man, I, one of the, another hard knock lesson, like way back when I started filming and this is, you know, feature films, we're talking about wedding films. Okay. Like, you know, a lot of filmmakers start off making little commercial spots, social media now, I guess. And then wedding films is one. And I would, I would, uh, you know, hire a friend or a girlfriend or somebody from church or whatever to be the, just anybody. Yeah to be the second shooter, right? When I was just start getting started. Because yeah. before it was just me, I would shoot everything. Then you go, oh, I need help. I need more angles. Let me put this camera in your hands. Let Here's me put this camera angle. in your hand, give you a crash course, and yeah. let's go, right? And I remember I did that for this wedding that will remain nameless. Uh, and, uh, and I get the footage back, and all the footage from my second shooter was shot in 720 mm. HD. And I think there was some standard definition stuff, That happened stuff to me too. as well back in the day. Really? I actually hired yeah. someone, and they, they had a 4K camera, and they shot it all in 720. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. Why? So I would say lesson learned there was, you know, that was, again, my fault. Uh, but you, one, you want to make sure that the person knows their gear that's working with you. And in that situation, I was putting people in unfair situations, right? right. And I... I would used to check all my settings, and honestly, I've made that mistake, you know, and hope, most of the time quickly fixed it. But I've said, never shot in 720 accidentally, <laughs> just for the record. That has never happened to me. Yeah, I don't know if it was 720, <laughs> but 1080, you know, or variable frame rate. I've accidentally I'm like, shot in 1080. Shot in variable frame rate, and I'm like, where, you know, on the GH5 back in the day, or GH4, you yeah. shoot variable, and you're like, where's the audio? Why is it in slow motion? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was variable frame rate. 
right? I, I accidentally shot an interview in variable frame rate oh. one time getting started. I was like, and, and did we, you speed it up? Well, we had to, and but the problem was we didn't have any audio, and so we had mm. to find the like point where we thought the audio was by like lining up the lips and and tr- like it takes forever to find when you're syncing an interview because you're just talking nonstop. Brother, I've done that before, <laughs> uh, maybe more than once, and it was it. But no, I think it was once because it was a hard lesson learned. You just yeah. go, I don't ever want to spend that much time watching oh somebody's gosh. lips move. Yeah. To match up the audio. It's so funny. Dude, when yeah. I was getting started, um, literally like had just got my camera, I was shooting hip hop music videos and I loved how the like the high shutter um looked with like the crisp motion when the artists were doing the movement. But I had always learned in film school that you're supposed to double the frame rate. And so what I did was I shot it at variable frame rate, 120 frames a second to get a 250th shutter so that that was just what you did. And I had no audio for the entire like performance takes of the music video. And I was like, I'll line it up. I want the crisp shutter. And I'm like, <laughs> I had no idea what I'm doing, but I'm making music videos. And I'd like, oh, that was, yeah. that was a painful one to edit for sure. Yeah. I would say, I guess the lesson learned on that is, Check your settings. Yeah, check, check your, your settings. Check your uh, second shooters. Check your teammates' yeah. settings, especially if they're kind of more green. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we were green in those situations, For too. For sure. Totally. Learn your settings, but then check them, because even as pros, man, like, oh my uh, gosh, have yeah. you ever had this? This is, have you ever been, oh, I, oh, let me just tell this story. This is an embarrassing one. See, this is why I don't shoot anymore. I, you guys <laughs> shoot. So I'm on this set for... Uh, company that films athletes and uh it's it's um rodeo athletes okay and uh and we're doing we only get a couple of takes and i got the drone up all right i'm doing this top down drone i've got uh the company looking over my shoulder watching the shot and this person lines up in the the horse stall and they take off they rope right they they swing the rope with their head and then the point is to like rope the the calf or yeah. cow okay and it was break breakaway roping if you don't know what that is but it's it's um the the female sport where the rope goes around the cow and it it uh it just breaks away from them right but it's a time thing for points all that stuff we're making like commercial content for this company and with their featured athlete and i've got the drone up i've got it positioned top down shot it is the most beautiful top down shot i've ever done and the athlete nailed the shot. The company behind me is like, oh, my gosh, that is everything. That is the shot. That's the shot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was awesome. And I look down. Wasn't rolling. There's no record. Uh, no record. Man. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what, though? Let's just do one, <laughs> one more, more for safety. For safety. <laughs> I'd like to That's get one more take. Line. Yeah. And it, we didn't get the shot. Dang, dude. We got pieces, but we didn't get the shot. So uh, let that be a horror story. And I think, I feel like every filmmaker has a similar story. Oh that one's really embarrassing for me, and I, I want to share it. And I remember uh, at that day, because that was yeah. when, you know, you were doing the majority of the filming and other team members, and I'm like, this is why I don't belong behind a camera or behind a drone. You're getting old. You forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> Sit down, right? Sit down. Well, I had one happen similar. This wasn't even my fault. It was It was like maybe, I don't know, four months ago or something. Um, but we had waited till like right after golden hour, like blue hour, to get this Cotton Candy Sky music video performance take and 
It's a five and minute. Andy's freaking out over there. He must have been on the same he set. Was, he was on the set with me. He was on the edit. <laughs> he watched. Yeah. Oh, continue. So we're we're filming. It is like the most beautiful pink and blue skies. We run through. It's like a a four and a half minute song, and we're we're doing like the master in this you know in this take. And I get like, I'm I'm not kidding. There's between 10 and 15 seconds left of the song and my camera the screen just goes red and it turns off and and powers back up like total freak thing brand new out of the box like camera i think it was my first or second like production using it and um just lost the entire take mm. after I had been recording. It was beautiful. It was like one of those moments when like you know you're filming something super special mm. and you're getting a once in a lifetime opportunity with the lighting and it's just hitting right and lost it. Oh. I turned the camera back on and by that time after five minutes, our 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 magic hour was gone and it was it was totally blue and we had lost everything and it was it was a wash and we lost a clip and it was like Oh man, that one that one hurt. I don't even know if there's a lesson from that other I was than just like that one hurt I was so bad. Say, <laughs> how does I was like, what lesson do you learn from that? Buy better gear, but it was a here's great- the lesson that we all have mistakes and things that go wrong and they will happen, they can happen. And sometimes when you prepare and prepare and prepare, it will still happen. Yeah. And don't let it know, crush you. Don't let it crush you, man. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Man, I have some really, really sad stories of cameras going down on set. Um, I did one, this was maybe three weeks ago, mm. and wasn't my camera, but they were the DP. I was I was ACing, um, which I don't normally do, but it was a, oh, so refreshing being an AC. Had a really good time. Um, I was ACing, and the the DP puts his camera, um, which was hardwired in via HDMI for Video Village, mm. on a table mm. and needed to go grab something for the camera. And this is a red Monstro, um, not the cheapest camera um, on the market. And he, the DP himself, steps on the HDMI cable, pulls the camera off the table, crashes on the floor destroys the HDMI and SDI output like module thing. So our SDI is down for the day, our HDMI is down for the day, and the module itself is like totally fried. Fortunately, I had a backup module that we swapped on the camera, but whenever you see a red monstro fall onto concrete mm. off a table, like it is just one of the most mm. like stomach dropping moments to see this like $75,000 rig just crash. <laughs> and so oh. anyway, the lesson there is whenever you are hardwired into a camera and tethered via cable, watch where you step because mm. I've seen cameras go down and there's no greater pain. Man, I, and uh, I'll, I'll tag on top of that too. Uh, just putting gear down in general. Actually, you're going to remember, you're going to remember this yep. one. Um, and even like I'm looking up at our red Komodo that's on the cabinet Literally, behind like, you, and I'm like, do Joey, as we don't, say, not as we do. Yeah, <laughs> Joey, don't back up into that red Komodo. Seriously, but it's it's like be super careful where you put your gear down oh, because uh, and you think it's safe in a certain area. Like I've 
you know, I've been on feature film sets where we're like, okay, we're going to box it in underneath. Like, we don't want to take the camera apart. Right. So we're going to put it under this table on top of a case and put cases around it. And then you come in and they did like cleaning, you know, while you were asleep. <laughs> just dust. And there's dust up all everywhere. on it. And I'm just like, well, that was big. Like, what if they knocked it over and yeah. broke the the cook lens? It's like right. ten thousand or twenty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. My my problem, my my responsibility. Yep. But uh, this is a this is a painful one for me to say too. But we were on a, a, a shoot at a hospital. Um, okay. And you had handed me a lens or something. I think <laughs> all uh, of these stories have happened with us together. <laughs> we do a lot of projects. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I had set the lens down on a table, kind of like this. It was like a higher table. Andy was there too. There was a there was a there was a. It was our whole like team. We were doing a um, a film for a hospital. And I set the lens down. It was one of your newer lenses that you had just got. It was secondhand, but yeah. I remember you were, I think you had just told me about it, you know, a couple of days ago. I don't know why you were handing me the lens to the director producer that, you know, doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> so I put it down on the table thinking that it's safe. Next thing I know, the table ends up getting moved or bumped or something. The lens falls over the sideways, rolls mm. off the table, hits the ground. Mm. And My heart. And uh, I remember you were like, what happened to my lens? I'm like, I put it right there. And like, what happened to the table? I don't know. You know, and it's like, so wherever you put your gear down. Oh, I forgot that, that was my lens. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Dang, I forgot about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, good thing is, we, you know, we put it on. It worked. You, everything was fine. Obviously, you've forgotten oh, about man. it. It wasn't until even I rental brought, houses. Until I brought Dude. it back up. Yeah. So uh, I would say, man. Ne your gear is never safe, and that's no. why we call it fire watch on set, right? Like you put a PA on it, you you make somebody sit there and hold and watch yeah. the camera, the gear, and things are going to happen. You know, like you said, like even that DP, years and years of experience, and you step on, so you forget, right? Like yeah. watch your cables, fast. watch where you put cameras. Don't yep. put them in precarious situations that could right. cause disaster. Unless you're willing see, to see that's a risk. Shane's camera. It's not mine, so we're not. I'm not worried about it. Uh, <laughs> It's just my lens. Revenge of the lens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. So, um, man, while we're still on the note of cameras going down, mm. we did a project one time where I was DPing, and we had three, I think we had three reds on set, and and the AC, I guess, mm. wasn't super confident in what he was doing, but wanted to be, like the Mr. Fix-It guy, mm. and and we come back, and I forget the order of operations, but by the end of that set day, they had bricked two of our three mm. red cameras by plugging things in where they weren't supposed to go. And Is this the podcast we get sued on? I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know all the details, and I'm happy that I don't know all the details, yeah. but I do know that we had what, three or five reds on that set, because I think we had two teams. Well, yeah, it was two units, but yeah. our, our unit... We, had, we were in charge of three. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was one of those things. And th the lesson here is, you know, it was a trust factor of like, hey... You know, how to, trust. Yeah. you know how to, you're my first AC, you know how to set this up, right? This is a follow focus unit that needs to be put on this red. Can you build this out? Are you, are you good to go? Yeah, man, I got it. Know how to do this. You come back and I remember just like ripping cables out where they didn't belong. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, dude, this yeah. is like, let this, this cable doesn't go into this port. Right. And pulling it all out. And then later that day, cameras bricked or yep. shortly after that. 
And so, you know, I still don't know what exactly right. happened because we had a lot of problems for that rental house anyways. Their, their stuff was bricking all over. Yeah. But then we go, all right, was that operator error on right. that? And, uh, but I would say, man, bet your people. And, and honestly, like, it, it, it's great to have that trust, but that trust has to be built. And uh, sometimes you do have to do things together slowly yep. instead of rushing through, hey, you go do this because I got to get this shot set up and I need to work with this guy. And you know how to do it, right? Putting that pressure on somebody on set mm-hmm. um, can lead to disasters because then we the whole thing fell behind. Right. We, I mean, I don't think we even got another camera replacement until the next day. Yeah, yeah, we had one one camera for that day when we needed three, oh, and it was yeah. rough. Yeah. Um, man, I, I feel like so many stories are, like, coming to my mind right now. We did a, we did a short film not that long ago, mm. and it felt like the sky was falling in, in every direction. Um, but we had bathrooms get mm. clogged on set. We were, we were working in like a house probably built in like the 60s, 70s, somewhere in there, like old, older house. And the plumbing was super old. And um, if you're watching this, there was three women on the set and one of them flushed a tampon down the toilet. And I know it wasn't one, but there's two of y'all out there, and I'm not coming for you, but just know that we know that we know. <laughs> anyway, ladies, the toilet- <laughs> tampons do not go down the toilet on here from the men. Tampons bathrooms. don't go down the toilet. Yes, I remember that being in at school when we were at, like this old church, and they were like, "Ladies, tampons don't go down the toilet." Oh and I, was, you know, I didn't even know what that so was. They, so they back up. There's two toilets in the house, oh. and both toilets get clogged, and we're basically now like doing bathroom runs to a target um and th- it really showed Nightmare. me the value of having like a honey wagon like porta potty on set when a toilet goes down and you're shuttling people to and from the bathroom like at a random like Walmart target like it's just it kills your entire day you lose time you, you lose, lose shots you, you lose, lose crew you lose it yeah, yeah. so that was man I, that one showed me the value of portable bathrooms. And that's why we do it on uh, – uh, well, that's why we're doing short films, you know, yeah. because we want to learn um, some of those producing things. And that's that comes down to producing. That that was eye-opening for me on many levels. There's a lot of things oh, we yeah. learned on that set. 100%. But that one with the bathrooms, exactly right. Afterwards, I was like, that's it. I'm always going to do a porter potty or a honey wagon because I'm not – going to trust the the bathroom facilities yeah. in the house you yeah. know and it ended up being a super expensive uh, oh addition gosh. to our budget because not one you know it's old pipes and it wasn't not one bath like it was two clogs right. that we had to get pulled out and, and the other expensive part of that is losing shots losing totally. time you know you got to you got people that constantly have to shuttle to back and, and forth from the restroom so Great lesson learned. Oh that was gosh. just something that you learned from experience, right? And then you go, oh, yeah. that's why, that's why you have porta potties and honey wagons. One, yeah. you've got so many people. I mean, granted, the house was super old, but any bathroom, like that, was abuse, man. We had yeah. you got fifty <laughs> people hitting that bathroom. Seriously, right? Yeah, you know, crafty goes hard, bro. <laughs> crafty goes hard. <laughs> oh, uh, clip that, man. <laughs> I gotta share. I gotta share another one. Uh, okay. 
this is a I, I, this is kind of crossing over into like hard lessons learned even from um you know other individuals right and yeah. i'm not gonna say names or anything like that but it, it's stuff that helped me think about yeah. it and go i don't ever want that to happen to me right yeah and so uh uh, first, I got a, a one that's really personal and close. Uh, I remember uh, way back 2018, uh, you were working with us and you were shooting my wedding. You did a mm. stellar job. It's beautiful. Thank you again for for making those memories for us. And uh, we had hired somebody off Instagram because we you know we were still uh, you know we had some contractors, but we were smaller and we were pulling. We were still figuring our recruiting uh, scheme. And uh, and we got a guy off Instagram, dope work, really good. And we were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, Joey and this guy, it's going to be stellar. And um, gosh, there's actually two lessons learned in this. As a business, <laughs> so many lessons as learned. a business, vet your people. And yeah. that's, we have a huge vetting process we do now, right? Before they ever get to be on a client set, I mean, there's all these different things they go through with us. Yeah. And audition period, right? Mm-hmm. Before we ever let them touch anything of the clients. Or even have an experience with our client. This person shows up, hat, t-shirt, pretty cool swag, swagged out. Sure, but Instagram like streetwear, streetwear. Not was in uh, hour sure. hour late, I believe. It gave you some excuse. I can't remember. Busy something, but I'll be there. Yeah. Wedding timelines. If you've ever shot wedding films, they're super tight. There's no there's no grace there. Mm-hmm. You know that we're not waiting for you to get there to start. You know the ceremony. Yeah. And so the person gets there, and then. Uh, they film a little bit, and then they're on their laptop in the back room working on a bid for Red Bull or something, working on his own business project while we're paying you an hourly yeah. rate to be there. And so there was a lot of things. And so, you know, I'm not going to go into all the de- details of that, but it was like, man, you know, we we learned a lot as a company and said, we got to have a system to vet these people. Yeah. Just because their work looks super dope on Instagram doesn't mean that they can operate on a professional level right. with us. And so... Furthermore, the bit the big part that I was getting to, we you know we're still like that's oh, gonna be great. We're gonna have good footage. We get everything back. I think I was still editing back then. I was editing. I edited my own wedding film. Yeah. Painful process. Don't ever do that. I did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You want the control, but it yeah. will take you years. <laughs> so especially with your wife looking over your shoulder. Hundred percent. That's the most important client right there. Man, hard to please. Yep. So the. <laughs> Sorry, Kirsten. So, uh, Sydney. So, uh, hey, I love you, Sydney. I didn't say anything bad about you, baby. <laughs> I, I would never. So, uh, we get all the footage back and we look at this dude's footage, and I'm start pulling it into Final Cut Pro, looking at the yeah, I use Final Cut, oh, yeah. and pull in the uh, the footage, and I go, well, all these shots have like this interesting like mark on them, and uh, every and I go to the next clip, next clip, next clip, every shot has the same mark. On the thing, exact same. The dude spot. didn't clean his sensor. Mm. Didn't check his lens. Mm. Didn't clean his sensor. It, mm. You know, and, and I agree. That actually taught me a lot because I like I always check my lens, and then I start checking my sensor because yep. he had a speck of dust. You can on his get sensor. away with with dust on your lens way easier than dust on your sensor. You can have dust on your lens, and nine times out of ten, or even more than that, that's not going to register unless it's like really, really caked, yeah. um, like something's caked on there. Because um, there, there's DPs that. This is something I learned recently. They'll just take Vaseline and mm. they'll rub Vaseline right on the lens so that they can get like this diffuse shot. And so you can get away with a lot of really like fun, trippy stuff like that. But when the when it's on your sensor, the sensor ha- it, it can't read any information there. And so there was like a black just spot close to the, probably like half the size of a penny or something like that. Mm. But you know when you're you know. 
that that's that's the whole day you have that on yeah. every single clip. Yeah. So you're either cropping in like you no, know. No, it was right in the middle. Like oh, right out. And I was like, gosh. so 95 percent of the images are from your camera. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it was like, well, we paid this guy to come and sit on the job Just and ruin your day and then, also, and then ruin after <laughs> your day too. <laughs> yeah. Double whammy. Yeah. But Dang. hey. Great lessons learned, though, from a yeah. business side and from a filmmaking side. Well, this one, this is one that wasn't on set, but a lot of people can relate to, and it's super, super unfortunate. But I had my car broken into mm. and had gear, thousands of dollars of gear stolen from leaving it in my car overnight. And um, I remember pulling up to my house like, and at the time, I actually lived in an apartment, so it was a parking garage. And I was like, I'm in a parking garage. Stuff was on my floorboard. It's dark. It's night. And some guy just came in. We went. We, we later wound up catching him, and I still couldn't get my gear back because that's how awesome the law is, and they're super not for it. Anyway, that's It's another, in a warehouse somewhere sitting there collecting literally, dust. Literally, yeah. They, I, I can't – anyway, that's a whole other podcast. I'll get heated. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, my car gets broken into. This guy just starts wandering around looking for cars to smash windows on, smashes my window – takes a $3,500 motorized slider out of my car, steals like C-stands that I have in there. My wallet and checkbook were in there. Mm. I went to the gym the day before and I'd left my wallet in there so I didn't take it to the gym and I forgot my wallet in my car. And I had paid a contractor for something else using a check at the time. And so he got my wallet with ID, my checkbook, hit like $13,000 out of my account, took my Lowe's and Home Depot credit card, like ran up all my Lowe's and Home Depot credit cards, got my camera equipment, and now I'm waking up to go to a shoot and my my gear's gone. This guy hit the gold mine. Gold mine. And so this is the weird part. This is not related to filmmaking at all, but apparently he took my ID, went to a bank, uh, like pulled out all this money, and... They're not faulting the bank tellers because he looked so much like the man, like like me on my ID, that they're not faulting them for mistaking him as me. Oh, so you're saying he's a good looking dude? He's a fantastic looking guy, and I hope he goes to jail for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned: Don't leave your gear in the car Don't or leave your, your wallet. Gear, or even your if checkbook. you're running into a gas station, if you're running mm. into. You know, a restaurant to eat after a shoot. I mm. bring all of the key stuff in with me after everything. And I've seen you do that. You'll show up. I'm like, hey, meet me for a happy hour or, or a business meeting. And in comes Joey with all Rolling of his gear. Rolling in with the Pelican bag. cases, brother. And I'm like, uh, you know what? We are going to need that booth for six because yeah. we're going to just put all the gear in there. But hey, man, I, hey, you don't risk it. Once you learn the hard way, these are, these are the lessons that we're trying to spare mm. you from. I learned the hard way. And I was even really religious about taking my stuff out of the car to begin with. And I got lazy one mm. night because you take multiple, all these multiple trips in the house. You got another one the next day and it's like. And that's the, because I remember you used to always I'm preach big on that. It. You've always yes. did that. I was and so it's surprised still happened it happened to me. But I was also like, it's, it's in his garage, man. Yeah. You think it's like, you think it's safe, but yeah, it's. And yeah. honestly, the, the, the film equipment that was stolen from me, like, you know, I might've lost like, you know, 3,500 bucks or something, four mm. grand. Like, it's still, like, a significant, like, ow. But mm. they, they, you know, them getting into my bank accounts and me having, like, you know, disputes with Home Depot, Lowe's, <laughs> my bank, you know, my gear insurance. All, you know, it's just getting my driver's license back. All mm. my, you know, all of it is just. Mm. Um, hey, 
that's another lesson, though, I would say very important for insurance. Insurance. Yeah. We had, uh, as a company, we had got insurance. You know, we, we've had liability and business insurance yeah. for a lot of different things, but we had just completed our yeah. gear list yep. insurance, right? So for it was all insured. of our gear. Yeah. And man, I, I would say, and it's expensive, you know? It is. It's yeah. expensive, but it was like, oh, this was uh, that's, my, why yeah. we, that's why that's we, that's why we got yeah. it. Thank you, Lord, yeah, for let, putting it all on there, and we got money back from it. You know, it didn't cover everything, but it was it, it, it helped. Helped, yep. man. It you know softened the the pain. The yeah, blow. yeah, absolutely. Insurance. Yeah, man, that was a huge one for me. So definitely a lot of hard lessons. A- anything else you want to share before we man, wrap this? Man, up, I would man. say you know I got a bunch of stuff on the business side, and but you know I won't go too deep into it. But I would say one of the biggest lessons learned if you're a business is having a contract or mm. getting a retainer money in place, deposit money yeah. in place. You want to be able to control. Everyone is shot and not gotten paid for it because they right. didn't get the money in yeah. advance. And so the big thing is you want to control the relationship to some extent with your yep. client. And so you want to demand, if they want the project then they want you, make sure that you get 50% up front before you start that project. Right. That covers your time at minimum. They, if, they have yeah. skin in the game. And in your contract, it needs to say that that is tied to that date that they promised. So that way if they yeah. go, oh, we're not going to shoot this Friday. We don't feel like it. We're going to move it to uh, next Friday. And you go, uh, well, I just gave up $1,000, $2,000, $10,000. Whatever, yeah. Because, and, and I could have booked something else, right? So retainer money, business side. Um, you know, And if you're working for a production company, make sure there's that trust in place, right? I got burned as a filmmaker early on days working for filmmakers, just trusting, all right, yeah, like, I'll shoot this. You're going to pay me net 30, net 60, net, net 90. Oh, they skipped town and went bankrupt. Yeah. Right? They And, and never got paid for thousands and thousands of dollars. And so, you know, that's one of the big things at Cinema Story. We're like, hey, you get paid the week you do the project, yeah. man. Because I want to get – I want to treat – our, our team members like how how we wanted to be treated. Yep. And I got, you know, everybody has that story of being messed over. You know, I think like, I'm sure like everybody in this studio can probably raise their hand and tell a story yeah. about that. So put systems in place to protect your time and money and also form relationships with companies and people that have the same values and morals uh, that you do yeah. so that you are treated fairly and and get compensated for your work. So just wanted to add that one side because I think it applies to freelancers as well as people that have are starting their own uh, businesses in filmmaking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And double back all your hard drives, people. That's oh. a big one. <laughs> Do we have time for that? I don't know. Man. Oh man. Real quick. Rough story. Worked for a, pers- uh, a producer out in uh, Austin. Uh, you know, shot the footage, shot the project. I get home, uh, and there's it, millions of stories like this. But I get home. Hey, uh, you got all the footage, you know, backed up, safe, hard drives. Am I cl- good to clear my my SD cards? I got to shoot, you know, in a couple of days. Uh, yeah, 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 it's good. Everything's copied over. I'm good. Delete, delete, delete. Format, format, format. Go shoot my next project. Week later, hey, um, my hard drive uh, crashed, and I don't – do you still have the the footage? And I'm like, no, it's it's all gone. And it actually, at that time, as a freelancer, this is something really cool you can do as a freelancer. Back up the footage. Totally. You'll you you might save a a, a production company or a producer's butt by backing Absolutely. up the footage. Just out of this niceness, save it for a week. 
it's not required at all. Like it's really on that production company, 100%. that producer to have a system in place. We do two backups. We put it in the cloud. Yep. We make sure that those backups, like I was on a Go reality home in TV two different show. Places. Yeah. I was on a reality TV show. I sent the hard drives. I split them on two different helicopters. We did this helicopter like yeah. shot. And I was like, that hard drive's going there. That one's going there. Because if one of these helicopters goes down, we've been filming t- for two weeks. I was yeah. like, we're not losing this TV no. show. So always back up your footage. Keep them in two different places. Don't have two drives sitting in the same drawer at home. Yeah. That, that burns down. It's all gone. Yep. Right? Which has happened to people that we know. Yeah. Which we also won't get into. Yeah. But that has so, happened. Backup footage. Probably use the cloud as well. Probably use idea. the cloud. Definitely not. Well, man, this has been great. Hopefully someone was able to learn from our pain so that you don't experience the same thing. Uh, because throughout our course of being a filmmaker, there have been many painful lessons learned. And if we can spare you from some of them, then hopefully this podcast brings value to you. Anyway, absolutely. Absolutely. But another great episode of The Rough Cut, man. Yep. Made it to episode two. Let's go. Less pain, Later, more brother. gain. This is the turkey. That's oh. what we call the... Oh, d- Did I do it right? You did it great.